Hey guys, thanks for watching The Naturalist Capitalist or listening if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever. Uh, if you're watching this, I'm not in Osama bin Laden's cave. I'm actually in a hotel in Mesa, Arizona, and the lighting situation here isn't really conducive to, uh, to podcasting, so I just had to kind of set something up, but that's why the screen's kind of dark. But anyway, I've got Josh Smith on the show today. He was just doing a debate with... Uh, Eric Rodsepp on Dave Casey's show. I caught a couple minutes of it. I couldn't watch the whole thing, but if you guys haven't seen that, go watch that uh, after you see this. Josh, my man, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm hanging in there, brother. How are you? Long time no talk. Yeah, I know. It's been too long, man. I uh, I saw you in uh, Florida, and then I did your show, and I think that's the last time we really actually had any sort of conversation. It's been so a while, dude. Again, it's man. been a while. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to be here, brother. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. So... Before we get into your chair race or any of that stuff, what do you think about all the craziness that's going on? It seems like, you know, every two weeks or so, we shift our focus from one outrage session to the next. Like, you know, it's uh, Putin's the worst thing in the world. And then it's, uh, you know, Elon Musk. And now it's the Supreme Court. And I just don't know what it's going to be next. So what are your thoughts? Like, what's, what's going on, man? Well, geez, man, it's, uh, you know... They have to have this national outrage, dude. That's the way that these people get their support. And, um, you know, we, we, it was, it, we spent two years on the COVID thing. Uh, they saw that the, the faith in, in the national leadership of this country was, was faltering. Um, so what's the next best thing to a, a giant pandemic? Give them more, you know, um, as somebody who was, who was du uh, duped into the, the military industrial complex um, after 9-11, I know how it works. You know, it's that, that, uh, hey, you don't want to be a bad, uh, a bad statesman, a bad countryman, do you? You, you got to support our side in the war. Whatever side we tell you to support, you got to support, and that's that's what's going on right now. The Ukrainian flags on everything you see, and um, it's 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 the first time in my life, though, uh, maybe ever in the history of the United States, where uh, they've used our own nationalism uh, in this country to get us to support a country. I mean, that's really what's going on. I've never seen, uh, I've never seen so many people rolling around with another country's flag. I mean, it literally, I, you know, it, fortunately, I live in Iowa. There's a lot of people who are kind of uh, woken up to all this bullshit, right? But, um, you know, you, you look online and it's it's Ukrainian flags as far as the eye can see, and it's like, have you ever? Do you ever remember that happening before? I don't think that's ever happened. Uh, certainly not in my lifetime. But they they got us all amped up on somebody else's war, um, and it's it's just uh, disgusting. Um, you know, none of us are involved in the politics of either of those countries. Uh, so to be taking a side, um, and calling, you know, calling for boycotting Russian businesses and, you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, they're pushing for segregation of Russian people in the United States, dude. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Um, and, and it's disgusting. And, and so, uh, but it's all national outrage. You know, I, I kind of don't, I try not to pay too much mind to, to the stuff that the comes out of the mainstream, uh, the, the mainstream corporate news media and, and the, uh, and, and the government. Cause I know that 90% of what they're saying is bullshit anyways. Um, so, but that's what it is. It's all, it's all about hyping people up. Uh, everyone lost faith in the state over COVID. I mean, the, the, the far, the vast majority of, of rational free thinking people in this country, could see that the COVID scam uh, was happening. And, and so uh, they decided to give them something else to, to worry about. And now we're fighting each other over Russia and Ukraine. And it just blows my mind, man. Yeah. I mean, it seems like at least, you know, at least toward the end of the Iraq war, 
there was sort of a split, like at least half the country seemed like they thought, okay, this is kind of dumb. And even at the beginning, there was a little bit of, you know, dissident voices who were like, nah, this is kind of dumb. We probably shouldn't do this. But you don't really see much of that this time. <laughs> like there's well, a couple people, like there's Tucker Carlson and like Doug McGregor and Tulsi Gabbard. And as far as like mainstream names go, that's about it that are actually opposed to this. It's pretty nuts. Like how, I mean, and then, you know, some people might not think it's the greatest idea, but they're not educated on it at all. They have no idea, you know, what's actually going on. So it, it seems worse than the Iraq war. And like you said, it's not just opposing some dictator because we've done that tons of times, whether it's Assad or Saddam Hussein or whatever, but this time it's like literally flying another country's flag on every on everything home pole, every yeah. you know front door. It's crazy. Yeah, it's almost like uh, soon the the White House is going to have the Ukrainian flag on the top of it. You know what I mean? It's that just blows my mind. I don't. I've never seen that happen before. I, definitely not in my lifetime. I don't think that's ever been a thing that's happened uh, in this country until now. Um, but there's a lot of people who were also broken by the COVID regime. I mean, just absolutely uh, broken. They, their spirits have been uh, maimed to a point of where no matter what the government tells them at this point, they're just going to support it and go with it. And, you know, it's a sad, it's a sad, it's the sad uh, uh, reckoning of mental illness. And this is, I talked a lot about this during the COVID thing, you know, it's going to take an entire generation to watch out, to wash out the the mental illness that the, the COVID scam has caused people over the last two years, man. No doubt. It's going to take two years or two uh, full generation to get rid of those two years. So. Yeah, for sure. So uh, it seems like things are looking up for the Libertarian Party. I know in 2020, I was kind of discouraged. A lot of people were. But it seems like 2021 was a pretty good year. We hit some bumps, but it seems like we came out of that with kind of a more unifying message as far as what we stand for goes. And going into Reno, things are looking good. Uh, but before we get into any specifics, are you feeling good overall about the way the Libertarian Party is going? Or do you think we're on the rise and things are looking good well it's 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 a little harder for me uh personally um and that's because i'm still on the lnc that's a remnant of the 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 ghost of lp past um you know i've had to deal with it's essentially the last stronghold right of of the uh of the 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 prags and and the bitch fuck cucks as you like to call them or whatever um that's their last stronghold and so they've tried to wield that power in uh descent of the the mises caucus takeover and and i know a lot of people are like hey we weren't saying takeover we weren't saying takeover i just want to be very clear i was saying takeover and i'm still saying takeover and i'm going to continue to say takeover until this party is a is a well-oiled machine that is uh, ready to to actually stand up to to the two old party bullshit um and and so i'm like i'm with the last remaining people uh that have power from that era um, so it's a little harder for me to be as optimistic, but I do, you know, after going to a lot of the state conventions this year and, and talking with people, of course, I'm absolutely optimistic about the direction of the Libertarian Party. Um, I think we have a really good team running for for national committee. Um, I think that the fact that this, you know, the the Mises caucus has taken over 30, 40 some state conventions. Uh, uh, we have probably 61 percent of the delegates going into national um, at, at least. Um, that's and that's just the, the direct like like hard caucus member numbers. Um, there's a lot more than that in the friendly zone. Um, and so. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm optimistic. I think Reno is going to be a lot of fun. I think I'm finally going to be at a convention that uh, we we achieve all the things that we wanted to do after, uh, you know, fighting for the last five years, man. I, I really have. I've been to war. 
for this caucus for the party um and uh i, I feel like an old battle old battle scarred veteran of the of the caucus wars um because i've been around so long and so uh, i'm excited i'm excited to see i'm excited to see uh uh all the work that i did and and my friends did and, and michael heist did and and jeff douglas man i love that guy to death uh, i'm excited to see all that work uh uh pay fruit man you know and then that's where we're that's where we're heading and uh in less than less than a month, we got about three and a half weeks or something, and uh, and and we hit pay dirt, man. And and I'm excited to see that because we we worked our asses off, dude. Um, anybody who's new to the caucus that doesn't know me or know the work that's been put in uh, should do a little history dive and uh, and find out what a lot of us have been put through to to get to where we are uh, leading up to Reno, man. It's it was yeah. a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Well, I know uh, I went on your show and we talked a little bit about some of that stuff, but. Uh, we haven't talked about it at all on this show and we won't get any details, but uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I've come your way a lot on a lot of this stuff after having my personal character dragged through the mud. And I kept telling you, Reed, I told I you for months, you're like, no, we have to be this and that we got to unify. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, give it a month. You're going to say one thing that they don't like, and they're going to start dragging you through the mud. And if you're lucky, they won't attack your family. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, yeah. and, and I was just enough of a national figure in the party for them to go after my family, dude. I mean, my kids literally, literally got a hold of one of my children, bro. Okay. Uh, and I, and I put up with that to get us to where we're, we are going into Reno. So I, I told you for a long time and, and I'm glad that you finally saw it, dude. I am. Cause I knew it was coming for you. It comes yeah. for everybody who steps out of line, you know? Well, uh, luckily I don't have a family that could have gotten dragged into it, but it was just me. And luckily I had the receipts and everything just like you did. But yeah, fuck these people. <laughs> like, fuck them. Uh, there are some people who were like me who just like aren't partisan and don't really know what's going on. Sure. I'm telling you, if you're one of those people, just take our word for it. Like, and Josh was like me before I was like me. He was the guy who was trying to work with everyone and like there's some people you just can't fucking work with and fuck them like they need to they need to be gone they need to be out and leave i this is my motto man leave or the back seat i don't care what you choose but you're going to one of those places dude and that's it i i and i was you know four or five years ago i was the i was the guy i was like i want to unify this party i want to all work together and then i realized no matter what i did because i was challenging the status quo in the party and if you if you're familiar with ron paul you know what the status quo is we also have our own in the party i was challenging that and they didn't like that and so it didn't matter what i did it didn't matter if i come out and said you know i want to play everybody a song about rainbows and roses and we're all going to sit around a campfire and talk and this is how we're going to it wouldn't have mattered it would not have mattered they would have they would have attacked me the first attack on me in my first campaign was a completely completely fabricated sexual harassment story that uh the, that a campaign team put together and put out about me to a to an actual uh, out like a media outlet in the libertarian movement okay thankfully i had the receipts and i was able to to totally blast them to the point of where they made a public apology and then the person who was running for chair uh, that was involved in that campaign actually dropped out of the race um but that was before i had any problems with anybody dude you know what I mean? That was yeah. that was just when I had uh, my big problem was Nicholas Sarwark. That was it. That was the only guy. That was the guy that was like, I was like, look, this guy is tarnishing our our, our libertarian uh, uh, repertoire, right? Which isn't much at this point. Um, and and he's going after all these great people, and so someone's got to run against them, and and nobody knew who I was, and I and and everyone's like, no, I'm not going to do it. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. You know. Um, and uh, and so I decided to do it, and and I stepped up, and I wasn't even. 
I wasn't a big name, Reed, and they still started attacking me like that. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you say I'm the unity guy, but I think that, you know, uh, Austrian economics is cool, or I, I think that we should be most loud and proud about the anti-war stance or anything out of line for these people. If you don't fall into their woke leftist progressive agenda, they're going to attack you, yep. period. And if you're not willing to stand up to those people and tell them to get in the backseat or leave, then please don't run for a leadership position in this party, please. Because we've put in way too much fucking work over the last five years to 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 start handing out olive branches to people who just want to fuck us. Period. Plain and simple. Yeah. Well, I can personally speak to your character by standing by my side throughout that whole thing, and you know, not just you, several other people too. But uh, I don't know that 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 type of stuff really means a lot when you know what the truth is because you have some insider information too. And you don't just let people get fucking dragged through the mud. And I know it's be partially because you've also been through it. So you know what it's like. And, you know, that type of stuff matters to me as far as people being in, uh, you know, positions of leadership. Because if you can't even stand up for your friends, how are you going to stand up for your principles once you're in there? So, you know, I think that matters quite a bit. Yep. I agree, man. We have to be loud and proud. I just, I just had, I basically just had a debate with Eric where the whole time it was like our biggest contrast was he was like, we have to appeal to these people and these people and these people. And so we have to be a little bit quieter. And, and I was like, no, fuck that. I'm going to be as loud as possible. Uh, that's what I've seen work over the last five years. Uh, I've seen the, the, the opposite, what Eric is talking about. I've seen it keep our party small and, and, and unsuccessful for, for the 10 years I've been involved. Um, and, and I'm done with it. I'm done. It's bold, brash, proud, brave, 100% of the time, or get the fuck out of leadership positions. You don't belong there anymore, period. Yeah. So for people who don't know what is going on in Reno, what type of positions are up for election? What, what, what's it? What, 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 what's going on? So everything, every, every national committee position is up for election, um, including, so there's the, there's the four officer positions, chair, vice chair, treasurer, secretary, uh, uh, five at-large seats. Uh, the at-larges are like representatives, uh, like the region reps, but they're they're representatives that represent the entire membership body, all five of them. Um, and then there's eight regional representatives and alternates, and those are all up for uh, all up for election at the convention. Um, and then the judicial committee as well. Uh, that's where we usually fill our judicial committee seats. Um, those people are elected to the judicial committee, um, and so uh, those those will also be uh, elected, which I think. You know, you got to look at what Mary Ruard is doing as chair of the JC and, and ask yourself like, hey, man, do we want to get rid of Mary? She's been really, really good on all these issues and these purges and stuff. And uh, she's actually fought the LNC. Um, so so really look at the people who are running for that position, because when the LNC does something wrong, the JC are the people who, who pick up that slack. Um, and so that's a really, really important. Those are really, really important positions um, as well. Um, and then, of course, you do platform and bylaws there. Um, that stuff's all debated from the floor. Um, the bylaws committee and platform committee typically bring uh, proposals that gets that stuff gets debated and, and voted on on the floor as well. Um, and then uh, there's just a lot of fun, man. If you haven't been to a, a Libertarian Party National Convention, you look uh, since 2016, the conventions have been a lot of fun. I think a lot of that has to do with the caucus. Um, but, man, it's it's just a really good time. You get to see all the people that you talk to online all the time. Uh, there's mixers, there's bars. It's in Reno. So it's a giant. It's like a it's like a small, dirty Vegas. Uh, yeah. There's casinos everywhere. It's a super you're 25 minutes or 35 minutes away from uh, Tahoe and the Sierra Nevadas. Uh, you're about two and a half hours away from Sacramento and San Francisco. 
Uh, it's a really, really cool place, man. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and, and, uh, there's also a lot of business to do. So, uh, I I'm, I'm asking that everyone who's a delegate for me, uh, or the caucus, um, or friendlies be there on the floor the second that convention opens and don't leave till business is over because, uh, because there's a lot of important shit this year. This could be our year if we really do it right. And so we need you. Yeah. hundred percent. I am a delegate and I can speak for Utah. There were 13 delegates. 10 of them are Mises caucus guys. And the other three are, you know, they're fine. They're not, sure. they're not bitch fuck cucks. So we're, we're looking good. Yeah. Utah's um, always been a decent uh, libertarian state. Their party's always been pretty decent, man. They got some good guys. Even, even your buddy Barry out there is all right. There's some good guys there. <laughs> good Barry. Um, yeah. So you're running for vice chair. What does the vice chair do for people who don't know what that position's about? So there's some there's some uh, arguments over this right now, which is kind of blowing my mind. Um, I feel like it's a justification to some Mises Caucus members to vote for Eric, um, that it's that it's supposed to be an admin or operational role. That's simply not the truth. Uh, historically, that has not been the truth. Uh, we we hire and pay people to do uh, ops, like day to day ops and and admin stuff um, for the party. That's what the staff is there for. That's what they get paid to do. Um, the 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 vice chair is there to support the chair. Uh, in anything that the chair, but, but that support means taking over role as chair as well. When the, when the chair has to do anything from go to the bathroom to die. Okay. Um, those, those things, the vice chair has to be ready to take up the, the, the gavel and run the convention, run the, the meetings, um, uh, do media, uh, uh, stuff for the party uh, that, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's involved in being the vice chair because you are essentially the chair in, in waiting, right? Um, and so you can't really bog yourself down with all the operations of the entire party. You just can't. That would be detrimental to that role. Uh, it would be almost at a point where I'd say don't even have a vice chair if you, that's what you think the role is supposed to be. Um, it, it, you know, just, I don't know, uh, hire a parliamentarian to sit around and, and chair the, the meetings. I mean, that's really you're trying to I want to radically uh, uh, dismantle the way that this party has been thinking. But that's that's not what I'm talking about when I say that. I think that the vice chair role needs to be uh, ready to support the chair and take over the role of chair if if the chair falls ill or or goes to the bathroom or decides they're just not going to chair an entire national convention like Nick Sarwark did in 2020. You know, um, right. so it's it's important, man. It's really important. Yeah. So I mean, I think people kind of <laughs> have gotten the idea from this video or just knowing you in general what type of vision you have for the Libertarian Party. But uh, what will you be encouraging Angela to do if she's the chair? Uh, what what do you what what specific areas do you want the party to change from where it is now? What 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 do we need going forward? Well, my I think my biggest focus is going to be on media, right? So so I and I've talked about this for the last five years straight uh, ad nauseum. Uh, yeah. I want to put together an aggressive media strategy, and that 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 means making our own media. That's brave and bold and unapologetic. And, and if that means hiring dance mots on full time, then that's what we should be doing. You know what I mean? Um, we have people in this party that are able to get on platforms like Joe Rogan and, and um, Tim pool and these, these shows that get more viewers than CNN. We need to be leveraging those contacts and, 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 you know, and we want to have a successful party that, that grows in membership. We need to stop putting out milk toast messaging and, and not going after the media and not going after our political opponents. And, and we need to, we need to be bold and brave and unapologetic. And I'm going to keep saying those damn things over and over and over again, because it's the truth. We've been so bad at that. Yeah. Um, so I, so I, I've been working on and have, you know, 
brought pr proposals to other members who may end up on the LNC uh, to put together an aggressive media strategy where we we focus on putting out our own media. Uh, we build a media team of people that are able to take media, earned media opportunities on behalf of the national party uh, in each of the eight regions. Um, and and I, I have the people for that. I You know, that's something that I've been working on for a long time. Uh, and it can be really successful. Outside of that, I would love to uh, go to the national uh, headquarters with Angela. And this is something else that people need to think about. When Angela wins, uh, Angela's never been on the national committee before. Okay, I'm, I'm in my fourth year on the national committee. There is a culture there. There are paid staff there. And uh, we need to sit down at the national headquarters and go over staff roles. And we need to figure out a good organizational tree and make sure that we have the right staff in the right places. And, uh, and, and, and clean it up. You know what I mean? And, and cause we're paying a lot of money to the staff. I can't talk about staff salaries. It's all executive session stuff. Um, but we pay that we pay those positions and they need to be doing their positions. And so, um, that's something that I would love to help Angela with. Cause I have some, some knowledge of the, the working relationship between the LNC and the, and the staff. And, and I know the culture and I know how it works. I've been to the headquarters several times in in, um, Alexandria, Virginia, um, and, uh, she's going to need somebody, she's going to need a right-hand person that knows that stuff. And, and, you know, God bless him. Eric's a nice guy, but he just doesn't, he, he's not as in tune with the culture as I am of the party. That's for sure. So, yeah. And I can say for the roughly like two years I've been following you, I've been impressed where I haven't been impressed with the libertarian party at all. Like, I, <laughs> you know, the libertarian, the, the only good parts of 2020, as far as what the libertarian party was doing was the Dan Smots ads those were incredible the ones for joe jorgensen and uh, sure. they were great but aside from that there wasn't any moment where it's like yes this is awesome and some parts were really cringe especially on january 6th that was like oh, I think they completely dropped the ball right um, but what i've seen from you i've been very impressed with i think you're right you have the energy and you have that libertarian philosophy to back it up and you're also not a contrarian who just gets swept up in some populist you know, a uh, fleeting moment or whatever, like you, you are straight and narrow and you, you know, you, you kind of push the bullshit aside on both not, sides. Not that straight, Reed. Not that straight, buddy. <laughs> not about me, at least. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I, you know, I, I, if I could envision an LNC that did the right things over the last two years, a lot of their, a lot of their messaging would have been the same as a lot of my messaging, you know, did disobey the mandates, you know, uh, don't don't let the government tell you you can't go see your grandmother. I mean, this is simple, basic libertarian shit. And the and the party dropped the ball on it at every level. You know, some states did really well. I'll tell you that. Some state, some states did pretty good on their messaging, but the national, the national uh committee and party sucked. It it, it we might as well have just sent all of our donations back to their to the donors and said, hey, we are uh incapable of doing anything right. And that's what it should have been. That's what we should have said. Um, and we should, and we should have just given all the money back to the donors and said, Hey, maybe we'll get them next year, you know? Um, yeah. cause it, it, it was a waste. It was all a waste. And it's like, we, 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 you know, this national committee always puts this big focus on ballot access, right? And, and ballot access is important for our candidates. Don't get me wrong. It is, but we waste it every year, right? We get ballot access. Then we lose it. Then we have to pay another million dollars to get it back. Then we lose it. Then we have to, pay. it's like, it's like, that's the one thing we're focused on all the time. And we never stop to say, Hey, you know, if we just became the party that we should be, maybe we wouldn't have to fight so much for ballot access. Maybe, maybe people will start joining the party, become members, run as our candidates that are quality. 
um, and they'll keep our ballot access without having to spend a million dollars every year. Right. That's important, man. And, and, and I don't think, you know, I think that, I think that, you know, God bless the people that came before me in the Libertarian Party. Great people. A lot of, a lot of really good people worked really hard in different areas. A lot of people were really shitty, uh, but they've, they've grinded themselves into this terrible loser mentality, right? Where it's like, oh, we got a ballot access in, in this state. So we won. It's like, we didn't win shit. We spent, we spent, we spent $50,000 to get enough signatures to get on the ballot. None of our candidates won and we lost ballot access next year and we have to do it all over again. What did we win? We didn't win anything. We win, uh, when we win. Right. And, and so, um, you know, we have to put a bigger focus on being the party that people want to join as opposed to being the party that's always fighting from, from behind. Right. Um, and, and we can become that party by just doing the right things culturally. And, and, uh, you know, we've had leadership for a long time that just culturally is inept and don't know what they're doing. And, and so it's time to change that. And it's going to take new blood and it's going to take some growing pains and people are going to be sad and salty and pissed. And then two years from now, you'll start to see candidates winning elections. I, I believe that wholeheartedly state candidates will start winning elections left and right. I believe five years after that, we'll probably have our first federal candidate. Um, I, I think I think that it's possible, but we got to do it right. We have to do it right, and we haven't been doing it right for a long time. And and uh, you know, I, I think that I've laid out a, a solid blueprint for that. I think I've surrounded myself with the right people. Uh, like I say, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a pretty good media guy that surrounded himself with really good media guys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and so we we can get that stuff done by by just uh, putting out the kind of message that that resonates with people, and people are fed up, dude. Uh, we could be that party that's like, hey, we're fed up too, and we're gonna fight for for what you want. So why don't you guys come hang out with us? And you can call that populist, or you call it whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I know that it, you know I, I don't want to go outside my house and and uh, leave for three weeks and come back to a fine because my grass got too long. Right. I mean, the government has such a, a daily effect on our lives that you don't even think about all the little shit like that. And and we have the opportunity to be the party that says no more. We're not doing this anymore. They they already think we're domestic terrorists, dude. They said it. They said as yeah. much on on national television. Yeah. Okay. They don't like you. They're not inviting you to their parties. You're not part of the coastal DC elite. Okay. Stop thinking that you are. Get out of that mind frame and start thinking about the fact that they consider you an enemy, and the only way you're going to beat them is by growing your army. Period. Hundred percent, man. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I mean that. That short clip of Tom Woods in my intro where he says, if you're just stating commonplaces, you're just selling the other parties. That's so true. Like, why act like the Democrats or the Republicans? They can just go vote for the Democrats or the Republicans. Yeah, and they've been largely successful, both parties. I mean, we're talking, you know, our party's running on $1.7 million a year. You you, you contrast that with the the Democrats who are running on $750 million a year or some shit, dude. Okay? They're, They're financial juggernauts. Yeah. We, 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 there's no reason for anybody to join our party if we're the same exact party as the Democrats, because we're, we're the same exact party that they're already in, but we're not successful. Exactly. So what's the fucking point? Either, either be the party that you're supposed to be as libertarians or just get out, leave, like seriously, leave or get in the back seat, man. That's my motto all the way to Reno. Now, I might bring a shirt that says it, leave yeah. or get in the back seat. I'm t- I'm done. I'll wear one of those with you if you bring yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm done, man. I'm just done. I'm I'm done. I'm, I, you know, I've, I, I've, I fought and scratched and, and tooth and clawed 
and bit and clawed to, to, to try and get the party to be more successful. I was the number one fundraiser and, and recruiter for two years in the entire party for a reason, because I know how to get it done. And if I have people who are with me on an LNC that is effective, we will make this party successful. I know that in my heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, before we move on to your other race, I just want to make it abundantly clear that I fully endorse you for this position. I've also, I've already said so on Twitter, but I want to get on video too. I endorse Joshua Smith for vice chair of the Libertarian Party because you're, you're bringing the fire that we need, man. Like, I mean, if there has been any downfall to the Libertarian Party, it's 100% been the messaging and that's why no one gets anywhere. And we need someone who's unabashedly uh, going to push that strong messaging that, you know, obviously sets us apart and will get people interested in us in the first place. And like you said, you've put the work in and I've also seen your character on display. You know, I, I've seen you stand up for people, uh, including myself, when you didn't have to. And that means a lot. So you 100 percent have my support, man. I will vote for you. And I also want everyone who's going to be there to vote for you. And if you're not going to be there, who cares? Just go on Twitter and, you know, support Josh Smith endorse him on your own Twitter page, whatever. Like we want to, we, we want you. So I want you, Josh, I just want Thanks, everyone man. to know that. I want you to read. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, pre I appreciate that. I really do. The, the, the more endorsements you guys can give it, get out the, the better, man. I, I really love you guys to death and uh, I love the support. And, and uh, you listen, if nothing else, if you're a Mises caucus member and, and there's nothing else you can say about me, you know 100% I'm going to fight for you in this party. You cannot deny that. I have, I have fought my ass off uh, to, to make sure that, that, that we have a space in this party. I, I literally put my everything. I sacrificed everything to carve out the space for you to operate in this party. Um, so, so I appreciate that the support if for nothing else for that, man. Um, but yeah, dude, it's uh, it's crazy. Somebody asked what state I would I would want to uh, I'd be interesting in trying to win over from the ground up once in charge. Uh, my state, man, I think Iowa's right for it, and that's that's one of the reasons why I'm running for for Iowa state rep here. Uh, a lot of uncontested races in some of the blue areas um, that where the R's can't run because they have the stigma around their name. Uh, I think we could take those 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 positions from the from the Republican or from the Democrats if. If we work with the Republicans and I'll, I'll get more into that when we talk about my race, man, that what I've been doing and stuff. So I just want to bring up this super chat from uh, Shannon Lee. I pretty much checked out of the Republican Party because of Josh a year ago. I've connected with so many of you guys who are kick ass. I'm involved in our Libertarian Party in Florida. Thanks to you both. Ride or die. Thank you, Shannon. Yeah, we appreciate you, Shannon. Thank you so much. I, I noticed that she gives you super chats. Nobody gives me super chats anymore. They all stopped. Everybody stop. That's the first one I've got. My, my 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 Google Pay went down like a thousand bucks a month, dude. It's really sad. I think we can thank. I'm ruined. Uh, I'm ruined. We can thank Putin's price hikes for that. It's all Putin's yeah. fault. Yeah. yeah, it's the gas. It's the gas prices, dude. Yeah. That's all Putin's fault for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. No. Had nothing. To, yeah, you know, he was he's so bad that uh, the gas prices started to rise before he even started war. You know. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just his evil emanating evil. into the market. You know, <laughs> before anything happens. Exactly. Yeah, so let's let's talk about your race in Iowa. So you're running for State House 44th District. Is that correct? 
Yeah, 44th. So they they redistricted, uh, they remapped the districts here. Um, I believe my district was 27 prior to that. But um, I and, I and and when I thought I was running, when I started t- thinking about running, I thought I was running against uh, Rep. Keenan Judge, who's a Democrat. Um, but here's the here's the kicker, dude. I'm running in District 44. It's really just almost my whole district is just my community, and it's a lot of really pissed off uh, homeschool moms who are just done with uh, the COVID regime. And the current Democrat uh, state rep is a uh, a pharmacist who took a bunch of money from Pfizer. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I'm like, so I'm like, oh, dude, this is like the perfect, the perfect opportunity for me to run because I was the loudest about the COVID thing. And, and I organized my neighborhood. I organized my, the, the people at my work to, to stand up against the mandates at our work. This is what I do, you know? And, uh, and so it's perfect for me. Um, and, and the Republicans were already talking about not running somebody in my district, um, which was, which was kind of cool. Um, and I've worked with some of the Liberty Republicans on healthcare, uh, um, uh, freedom here in Iowa. Uh, I've had Jeff Shipley on my show, who's a Republican uh, uh, state rep from Fairfield, um, and I, I attended his uh, fundraiser for his his reelection campaign uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, uh, Eddie Andrews, who's uh, the the rep for the district right next to mine, showed up. So we all had a really good conversation. I had a coffee session the next morning, and the the guy who's running for rep in the district under mine as a Republican came over. Um, and so those guys are probably going to help my campaign as a Libertarian, dude. Um, and, and I did that by not being an asshole to them and, and working on the things that I see eye to eye with them on. Um, they have a stigma with the R attached to their name here in this district. Right. Um, and I don't have that same stigma. I get to run as a libertarian and talk to people fresh. I mean, it's all fresh. It's all fresh slate. Right. Um, and they don't, ju- they don't just slam the door in my face cause I say I'm a Republican. Um, but I get to work on a lot of the same issues with the Republicans. Uh, that they've worked on here, like the school choice stuff, the healthcare freedom stuff, the 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 uh, constitutional carry b- bills. That's all been put forth through the House by the Republicans. So why do I want to go? F- I don't want to go fight the Republicans because they're doing the shit that I want them to do, right? Right. Um, so, but I could take if I could take this 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 House spot from the Democrat, right? That's that's even better for liberty in this in the state because now we got less people opposing. Uh, you know, every every year one of the Democrats in Iowa brings forth a bill to stop homeschooling. You know, it's like take all the spots you can from the Democrats. That's what I want to do here. I want to get solid libertarian candidates that can run against the 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 unopposed Democrats and take those positions away from them. And so and you know, a lot of schooling. Well, do you mean to stop homeschooling? Do you mean to like end vouchers or something? Or you mean so, they want to ban so here, so so Iowa? Some people do not may not know this. Iowa is one of the best school choice states in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we don't even have to tell the government that we're homeschooling our kids. We just homeschool. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, a lot of states that's illegal. You'll get fined. You'll, you can get arrested, uh, for not putting your kids in public school or, or some kind of school, you know? Um, and we don't have that, op- we don't have that, that, that problem here. And so every year the Democrats try to bring forth a bill. Um, and I don't know the exact, um, uh, verbatim what the bill was the last time, but it's something to the effect of, uh, you know, kids have to go to school, uh, under the watch of the government, right? Like the government has to keep tra- tabs of children's, uh, uh, schooling and uh so they tried to take that away from the family every year and it's kind of the democrats are at war with families here right um they they don't want you to have healthcare freedom they don't want you to have school choice freedom they don't want you to have uh, uh private defense freedom i mean they, they're just at war with the family uh in 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 iowa of course they're the small minority right they're the minority house uh, uh representatives um but the more of those positions i can take away from them the better 
And so I want to run good candidates that are that can run in these uh, blue areas of Iowa because it's I call it the the Des Moines creep. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of creeping out from Des Moines into the other places, and uh, I've seen how that works as somebody who grew up in California, and I don't want to allow that to happen here. And so that's what I, that's what I'm doing, man. And I, I think I'm going to get uh, I'm going to get the support of the Republicans here. I'm going to have a sit down with our state senator um, in our district, who is a, a Republican named Brad Zahn, who's a Liberty Republican. Um, he got endorsed by a bunch of Liberty PACs. He's a super awesome guy. Uh, if I can get the endorsement of the state senator in our district, that's huge. That's a huge thing. That doesn't happen for libertarians. Um, and so I'm showing other libertarians how you can get this done, right? How you can win these elections. Um, and so that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to run is just to kind of show people like, Hey, you know, you, you talk a big game, um, but you're not getting anything done. Look, I'm over here doing the things that I've said would make us successful and I'm doing it publicly, not just in the party. Right. And yeah. so that's one of the big reasons why I'm running, uh, and probably the biggest reason that I'm running here other than, you know, I want to make sure that I, I, if I don't cut my grass for three weeks, I don't get fines and shit, dumb stuff. So you have like 1500 kids. You have as many kids as Solomon had wives. Yeah. 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 Twice as many. So, uh, people are wondering, Josh, how are you going to still be a dad and still be vice chair and still be a representative in Iowa too? How are you going to be able to juggle all that? Have you ever seen the handmaidens tell? I've never watched it. No. Okay. Well, I might, my, my fiance is no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Uh, my fiance is a stay at home mom, uh, who is totally cool with me. Uh, doing what I need to do for Liberty. She's uh, she's also a, a Liberty person. Uh, she even does some side work on campaigns uh, for people. If you need social media people or uh, uh, any kind of cool like graphic design people, she's she's open for you to help out. Um, uh, but she's a really good mother. I mean, I, I couldn't do it without her. That's for sure. Um, the other thing that people don't realize is I have a full-time job, but my job, uh, I work 14 of every 28 days. So I actually have 14 days off every month. And that gives me a ton of fucking time, uh, as you can see by my Twitter, uh, to do to do other things. And even at work, actually, I get a lot. I get a lot of downtime at work too, so I get to do a lot of stuff from work. Most of the time, you guys see me tweeting and doing all the crazy stuff online. I'm at work, um, and so uh, I, I I have a lot of time. I have a lot more time than people think I do, um, and and I do spend a lot of time with my kids. And I'm gonna the, my kids are gonna be a vital part of my campaign too. You know what I mean? They're they already got little polo shirts that they're gonna get with the, the campaign logo, and they're gonna go around and help me door knock and. They're excited. Your they're family ex- to vote for you. That's like half your. Yeah, district. it's half half the district, dude. No, but they they're excited. You know, the kids are excited, and um, I took my I took my uh my my son my adopted son and and uh, one of my stepdaughters uh to the to the um Chicago LNC meeting, and they got to meet Joe Jorgensen and stuff, and you know that's a big deal to them, right? They're little kids, and they got to meet a woman who ran for president, right? Whether you support her or not, I mean, that's a big deal for them, and they got to kind of see politics in action. Sorry. I've been talking for like two hours. Um, and uh, they're coming to the national convention with me. They're going to see what that looks like. Um, and so they're excited about it and they want to help. And, and I'm, I'm more than happy to have my kids uh, get involved and, and figure out where they are politically and what they want and uh, kind of learn about the the dangers in, in, uh, of the state and its tyranny. And, and I think I, you know, I'm doing a good job as a father by doing what I'm doing. You know, I'm fighting for the future of my children. Cause that's what it really is at the end of the day. And people can say, Oh, you're too busy to do that. You're never too busy to fight for your kids, man. Never. And that's, uh, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing here as a, as a, as a free thinking Liberty loving American, I'm fighting for my, my kid's future. Um, and so if that means taking a, an hour here or a day here or a weekend here, I'm going to do it 
because that's the most important thing um, at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, hey, that's that pretty much sums up everything I wanted to talk about. I know you've been you just did a whole debate. And like I said, you have like 17,000 kids. So I'll let you go. But where can people, you know, keep up with what you're doing and support you? I've got your Twitter and your YouTube linked in the description. But what do you want people to do to help Josh Smith become vice chair and state rep and just help you out in general? Sure. Well, uh, here's the thing. We need to raise money. I have two distinct campaigns going on right now, okay? Uh, and and you have to kind of earmark what you want to donate to on my PayPal uh, so that way I can keep track of my – because I actually have to – I have to declare what I'm making for my state rep campaign. I have to – I don't have to declare which I, what I raised for the uh, national convention. Um, I should have been more clear about that before so that people would donate to my national convention fund some. Um, yeah. But, but – uh, but uh, yeah, like uh, we're, we're driving to the national convention uh, in three weeks. Uh, I'm taking my my seven thousand kids into the minivan and and my very very beautiful and pregnant fiance, uh, and we're driving all the way through. And this probably isn't a big deal to you, but we're driving all the way through Nebraska, Wyoming, and uh, Utah into Nevada, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna uh, do five days there. And then when the convention's over, we're driving into the Bay Area to see my grandmother. Uh, and then we're driving north up to Portland to see my mom. And then we're driving back through Yellowstone so the kids can see Yellowstone, the ocean, San Francisco, and all that cool stuff. Um, and where I grew up, I grew up in the Bay Area right outside of San Francisco. So um, so, so if you guys want to donate to our, our our travel fund, please go to my PayPal. It's just paypal.me backslash Joshua Smith Chair 2020. Um, it's an old, they won't let me change that link. I don't know why. But you could also donate there to my state rep campaign. Um, that's the most important thing for the state rep campaign right now as well, because the, the more campaign materials we have, the better. Uh, we're setting up a, a booth at the uh, our local carnival in our district. Uh, we're going to be walking in the 4th of July parade. We're going to be knocking doors, so we need door hangers, shirts, uh, buttons, all that good stuff. Uh, it all costs a lot of money, so the, the more you guys can help us out, the better. Um, but yeah, man, uh, and follow my show. <coughs> Sorry, I've been... Uh, I don't have the coof, I promise. And uh, I've been... Uh, I haven't been doing my show as much as I used to lately, and uh, I apologize for that. Um, but we do have a very solid plan to get back to doing a lot more shows uh, after the national convention. So I do have one or two shows booked this week, and I'm doing them sparsely. Um, but I will be doing my show again more uh, after after uh, um, June 1st or June 4th when we get home. Uh, I, I will be doing a lot more shows again. So you can go check out my shows, of course, at youtube.com uh, backslash uh, fight the despots. That's the place to do that. And then follow me at Twitter at Break Joshua. Hopefully, I'm hoping Elon will give me, me and you, your, our, uh, our old Twitters back soon. I keep, I, I, keep, I keep putting in new appeals just to see, and I keep getting denied again. I'm like, well, maybe he's not control yet, you know. Um, but I am hoping to get that old count back because that, you know, if I went from 20,000 followers down to zero. It was rough. I know how it feels, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, great, man. I like I said, I support you. That sounds like a fun trip too. That's like a that's like a normal week of work for me. That route that you guys are doing. So uh, definitely go help them out, guys. Um, I will put those links in the description after the show, so you don't have to go look for them. Uh, Josh, thanks for joining me. Hey, I love you to death, man. Let's do a show on my uh, on my platform soon. Absolutely, and I'll see you in Reno, man. Yeah, looking forward to it, brother. All right.